This is the Decibel Geek Podcast with Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. Oh yeah, time to get it started. I'm excited. Are you excited? It's time for the Decibel Geek Podcast. I am stoked. We had so much fun last week, and we're going to have even more fun this week. I'm ready to rock and roll. Are you ready to rock and roll? No. What do you... What's going on over there? What are you... I'm sick, Wow. Man. Jeez, dude. I'm sick. You look awful. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> like, worse than usual. Like, way worse. And that's saying something. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, I'm not doing well. I think I may have Ebola. Oh, man. I knew I should have worn my hazmat suit in here. This is going to be this is gonna be a test today, isn't it? Yeah, no, I don't think I have Ebola, but I'm, I've got a, <laughs> a massive head cold, and I've been up since 5.30 this morning. Yeah. But the show must go on. The show must go on. Go on. You, as terrible as you sound, you know, and that's all right. I've had a couple in the bank where I've been, you know, way out of it myself. Maybe I've just got rock and roll pneumonia. And the boogie-woogie flu, man. That's yeah. something I don't mind if you pass on. All right. All right. Maybe so. I'll feel better at the end of this. So here's what we've got going on today. First off, I want to say thank you to everybody that checked us out during Rocktoberfest yeah. last week. Man, we had a lot of fun with that. Got to discover some great hard rock and heavy metal from Germany, from Deutschland. That one went over really well. I had a lot of positive response to that episode. I can see so, you know, because when we had the idea and started doing it, like the research, sometimes, you know, it really becomes something awesome for me, and I'm sure for you too, to be able to do the research and discover so much that you didn't know. Yeah. And then feel like, wow, you know, I've, I've, I'm on to something new here that I've, I've never been able to really enjoy before, but now it's like, the doors wide open. Yeah, I wasn't, and honestly, I mean, I was, I was kind of ho hum about the subject until I dug in and started doing research. Tear down the wall. Because I was like, okay, accept scorpions. All right, right. Let's do it. And then I started getting into it, and then started discovering. And then the one, the big takeaway that some people had, as well as me, was Ed Guy. Yeah, it was just like, holy shit! Very I've, cool. I've seen a lot of people on Facebook on our our Facebook deal, yeah. you know, talking about Ed Guy and how yeah. much they dug that. I've so. already I've already bought two CDs. They're on the way. Right on. So yeah, gonna um, be broke. And soon. you did that through the Amazon link, of course, right? Yeah. yeah, of course. www.decibelgeek.com. If you're doing any shopping on Amazon, go through that link on our website. And uh, we'll keep the shows going. That's basically how it goes. So I guess before we get into what we're doing today, which is the return of the Radio Sucks radio show. Volume 19. Wow, man. This is, that's always a good go-to, you know, for when, when it's like, you got a subject? No, you know, let's just, let's just pick some damn good music and play it. Why? Because radio isn't, and we can't. Yeah, stuff we, that we're listening to right now, and we think you should, too. Heck yeah. So before we get to that, I guess I'll go ahead and do the rundown of Please. Geeks of the Week this week. I don't know if you could handle it. No. You pass out by the I'll time you were done. after the third name. All right, so here we go. Geeks of the Week. These are people that shared the link on Facebook or retweeted on Twitter or told their neighbors about it or whatever they did to get themselves this prestigious honor. And the list goes like this. Number one, we got Chris Karam. Hey, my homeboy from Wisconsin, Cal Hintz, is on there. Scott Ollinger, Derek Novak, Joe Lascon, David Alpazar. He just did a really cool article on White Lion yeah, on Mike did. Tramp on Mike the website. Um, Miguel Nunez, Sit and Spin with Joe. Gino Ames, my man. Brad Kalmanson, a lot of good friends on here. Look, there's Wally Norton, Billy Hardaway, Shane Hebert. Uh, Lee Maslin of the Audio Junkies podcast. Matt Siverson of the Paperback Rocker podcast. Love that guy. Brent Walter. We got Warren Money, the man from Down Under. Do you know that Warren Money, for his job, it's his job to tell people how to, how to download 
podcast off of iTunes. Really? In Australia. And you know who he uses as an example for these people? Us. The Decibel Geek Podcast. Isn't okay. that awesome? That works Warren for me. Money, my man. Uh, we got Todd Cunningham on there, Howard Tate, Rodney Dixon, JTB's Groovy Record Room. Love that guy and that store. Chad Pollock, Trevor McDougal, Riff of the Day, Scott Webb, Robert. Is it just Robert? Just Robert. It's Twitter. Just, it's just Robert. <laughs> uh, Jason Wood, the Viking girl is back. I am Hoops, uh, the Nashville metal bands, every one of them. Well, they represent Nashville metal Awesome. Band. Every Nashville metal band. Run by band. a really cool guy named Ray Legrand, Ray Legrand, who's a good singer. Awesome. Good deal. And uh, wrapping things up with the evil Dr. Ab Abner Devereaux. Yeah, he, he looks, was a doctor, right? I don't know if he was a doctor. He was a scientist. I know his office is located beneath the Sky Tower. You mean underground? <laughs> yeah. Way, Way underground. underground. <laughs> That's where he retweeted it from. Excellent. <laughs> And so our begging and pleading last week must have paid off because we also got some do donations sent our way through the uh, official website at decibelgeek.com. And we want to send a special thank you out to Louis Demovsky. Demovsky. Yeah. Demovsky. I, I think I nailed that. You did. And Tim Harrigan. You know, that, that really means a lot to us because, yes. you know, this ain't free what we're doing, but we give it to you guys for free. So when you tip us, we feel the love yeah. and we put that money right back into the show well, so that we can keep things rocking here. This week I used some of it to buy Mucinex. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's understandable. Yeah. That's so okay. You I'm, guys, you guys were our doctor this week. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm not. This is not a gag. I really am sick. He really is. <laughs> I'm sliding back further and further every snot and snot layer over there. And I, I haven't talked to. I haven't talked to any. Touched anybody from Africa lately. So. Good. Yeah. Well. All right. So we got to get on with the show. So okay, we're doing the radio sucks radio show. You guys know the premise by now. Basically, this is when we just hang out and we're gonna pick some kick-ass rock and roll for you today. Some stuff you've heard of, some things you maybe haven't heard of. You know, I've, I'm gonna hear a couple of bands for the first time today with some of Chris's picks. Yeah. Um, basically, all it is is it's all kick-ass rock and roll. It's all very cool. They're not playing it at your local rock radio stations. They suck. We don't. We're the Decibel Geek Podcast, and this is the Radio Sucks Radio Show. So let me turn it over right now to my favorite rock and roll DJ, Mr. Chris Sinzak. Okay, so for my first pick, we've already played something, I think maybe even two songs off this record, but this, uh, this was a great record that came out, uh, well, I guess it was earlier this year, uh, Winger's album, Better Days Coming. Yeah, and, I think um, with this, the best thing to do is put away your images in your head of the centerfolds from Metal Edge and Hip Raider of Kip Winger with his suspenders and, yeah. and looking sexy man, you know. Ladies love that You have guy. a very detailed memory of what Kip Winger looked like back in those days. Well, he was in every magazine <laughs> for crying out loud, you know. I mean, they're looking for some Kiss stuff, and there's, bam, there's Kip Winger looking hot and sexy. Yeah, between Jerry Miller's pages asking what's your favorite color and what's your favorite dessert and mm. shit like that. I loved Metal Edge, but good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. So when, Some of them were pretty good, like yeah. his favorite scary movies and yeah, stuff that like that. Yeah, that was interesting. Some, yeah, you get some good response but off There'd those. be some chicky type stuff that was like, nah, yeah. we don't need to hear all that. <laughs> but yeah, they put out their sixth studio album. It was released back in April. Peaked at 85 on Billboard. Uh, this song was written by Kip and Rev, and the video was filmed right here in Nashville, Tennessee, because most of the band's still located out of here. Good deal. It's a great place to be. This is Winger with Queen Babylon.
heavier winger for you. Yeah, that's not the winger I remember. I like yeah. it though. It's it's got that heavy rock and groove to yeah. it. Awesome solo. Is, is that Red Beach on yeah, that? Yeah, Red Beach. Right on. And, Kick uh, ass. Yeah, it's st- still a melodic sensibility, but sure. but more attitude than some of the older stuff. I mean, it's definitely Kip Winger. There's no yeah. doubt about that. I can see this as being something that satisfies both the hardcore mm-hmm. Winger fans and you know dudes like us. I'd like to hear something a little bit heavier. I always liked Winger, but only certain songs that right. were a little more crunchy, a little more rocking. And this that last album seems to have a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I don't think. There's any headed for a heartbreaks on the new? No, one. definitely wasn't. Not from what I heard. So that's uh, yeah, that's that's the new winger. Pick that one up through our Amazon link. Heck yeah, do it. All right, let's keep on going. It's my turn. I'm an awesome DJ too. I play all kinds of cool rock and roll for you. Here's a band that I've loved ever since they first came out back in 1992. These guys are a real Wisconsin favorite. That's probably why I love them so much. Um, this song originally appeared on 1996's Night of the Living Dead live album, but it was such a cool song. You know, I'm talking about the band Jackal, by the way. Right. You know, it was such a cool song, but it only came out on that live album, and so there was never a studio album uh, version of it until 2010 when Jackal came out with When Moonshine and Dynamite Collide. And now it's available as a studio track as well. And I just wanted to pick it because, one, Jackal kicks ass. And two, this is an awesome song, and it's awesome to hear the studio version of it. So right here on the Decibel Geek Podcast for you, rock and roll. It's Jackal with Deeper in Darkness.
song just cooks. I love it. Very prominent bass guitar in that. Yeah. It thumps along really good. I like it a lot. Jackal currently tearing their way across America. They got dates upcoming in the next month or so in Texas, Illinois, and of course back in Wisconsin. I think they got three dates up there and a whole bunch of places in between. You want to keep up with them, check them out at www.rockmerollmejackalmeoff.com. That's their website. (laughs) Yeah, otherwise just, you know, Google Jackal or bring up official Jackal. But that's the... Yeah, that's their website, and it's got their tour dates, and they're out there, man. They're killing it all the time, still, every night. Still hugely popular in the Midwest. Heck yeah, they're, man. They love them out there. We like them here in the South, too, if yeah. they come around a little more often. They're yeah, from they down here. Yeah, they don't play here much. Strange it's, how they're they're from Georgia, but you never, hardly ever catch them in Nashville or anywhere yeah. down here. They're always, they're hogging them up north. Well, I'm going to play a band next that's also from the South, but they're about as opposite of Jackal as you can get. Yeah? yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's, That don't sound good. <laughs> they're fronted by a female singer, and there's no chainsaws to be found in Oh, man. So, I don't know if I'm going to like this then. They're still really good, though. <laughs> um, and there's a wrestling tie into this band, too. Okay, all right. You're bringing me back. This is a band called Fit for Rivals, and um, it's off an album called Steady Damage, which was their debut album, and it came out in 2009. So, you know, it only took me five years to discover this band. That's the way it goes sometimes. Um, They're from Jacksonville, Florida. And the follow-up album, which is going to be called Freak Machine, is set out for a 2015 release. So it's it's a long break between albums. I know they tour pretty regularly. So this song that I'm going to play was the official theme song for the 2010 WWE Over the Limit pay-per-view. Okay, right on. I've probably heard it before then, I bet. So this is Fit for Rivals with Crash.
make you want to jump into a ring. Heck yeah, if it's good <laughs> enough for Vince McMahon, it's good enough for me. <laughs> I like that band. That's I pretty good. Too. I'm going to check bad. out more of their stuff. So. Pretty yeah. awesome. That's stumbled upon them just searching through the interwebs. Right, man. That's the way it goes sometimes. That's the blessing of doing this show for us as much as it is yeah. for the listeners because we're all discovering kick-ass new rock and roll together. Here's one I'm sure you already know. I mean, just lately, there's been a whole lot of talk about, you know, like last year, Tom Kiefer came out with The Way Life Goes, his solo album that was <laughs> really kick-ass awesome, and everybody was digging on that. Yep. You know, and then just recently, Jeff Labar came out with uh, One for the Road, his new solo album, and that's I was listening to some of that the other day. That's really cool, too. Um, then you got Eric Brittenham. You know, he's out there with the Devil City Angels. They're on tour now. They're all over the place. You can check them out at thedevilcityangels.com. Check out your tour dates with them. Metal Mike went and seen them, said the show was awesome. The show was, sure. Didn't have too much of a good time at the meet and greet. No, but, that's you know, a different story. He said the show was awesome. <laughs> show was awesome. That's what really, truly matters, I suppose. And uh, so I was checking this out, and I thought, well, geez, I wonder what Fred Curry's up to. And I, I look up, I put in Fred Curry on iTunes, and it brings up this, this album. It's like an EP, yeah. but it's songs for and about the L.A. Kings hockey team. Hmm. And I don't know... But I'm guessing it is because, like, the L.A. Kings theme song yeah. is awesome. It's got, like, rock and guitar and kick-ass drums to it. So I'm assuming it's Fred Corey from Cinderella. Huh. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of those guys, that's how they make their living now is doing licensing, you know, music out for commercials, for TV, movies, yeah, all that stuff. Sure. So that's where the money is these days. Right. Because you fuckers aren't buying albums. That's why. <laughs> I'm sick. I'm tired. I'm Fred Curry's mad because they're donating yeah. all their money to podcasts. What the hell's going on? Well, that was, or just go through the Amazon <laughs> link and buy the buy the album, guys. But if you're going to iTunes, check that out. Check it out. Put I will. It, I have to Fred hear Curry what the LA iTunes. Kings theme song sounds like. You might become an LA Kings fan. Uh, I, I don't even like hockey that I don't, much. I have but, no you know, clue what's going on in hockey, so I couldn't tell you. One of these days, I'll learn. So he says, "What do you know about hockey?" I know I like the LA Kings theme song. Yeah, and the fighting. But, you know, the reason behind me looking into all this stuff was because I'm really thinking about how cool it would be to have a new Cinderella album. Yeah, you know, both. seems like these guys are all pretty busy doing their own thing, but I don't know. It'd be pretty cool. So it got me thinking and it got me listening to some Cinderella. And I wanted to go way back to 1986 on their debut album, Night Songs. This is a pretty rocking song, and it makes me remember why I really like Cinderella. Still to this day, you're going to enjoy it, too. Right here on the Decibel Geek Podcast, like I said, the one and only Cinderella with nothing for nothing.
Heck yeah, man. You know, and I wouldn't expect the new Cinderella music to sound like night songs or anything, but, you know, I'd enjoy hearing the band produce some new music you know, yeah. together again because, you know, when these four guys get together, it kicks ass. Yeah, I, I think, you know, of all the bands from that 80s era, I think, them and Striper, because Striper's already proven they can put a great album yeah. out. I think Cinderella could definitely put something of high quality out today. Yeah, because Tom Kiefer's doing it, Jeff Labar's doing it. Sure, they're all doing they're it all still on their, in their players. own right. Yeah, so I think they would put especially a great if you're album. an LA Kings fan. <laughs> you're really stuck on this LA Kings thing. <laughs> it blew my mind a little bit. That's cool. Yeah, and I had night songs. I actually I used to have a T-shirt with that album cover on. Yeah, it. yeah. I had that on LP when Did I you? was a kid. I, yeah. don't, I think I had it on cassette. But they were like yeah. brand new. Somebody gave it to me for christmas was like this is amazing that album and long cold winter got tons yeah. of fair play tons of play at my house yeah, so, yeah same here love that stuff all right so uh why don't we go from uh cinderella which are kind of considered originators to my next pick which were kind of considered cinderella impersonators to a point right but, but i think they, they got were... short shrifted on that too though yeah a little bit i think um britney fox definitely had the cinderella look going for them sure but they were they were all from the same place right i think they're all from the philadelphia area yeah, yeah they're from it was they're like all new england cinderella guys. debuted and then like three or four years later britney fox debuted yeah so they're like the you know we need more bands but, like this. But yeah, Brit, you know, Dizzy Dean Davidson was really going for the Tom Kiefer look and vocal sound. And right. Because it, it worked for Cinderella, why not try it out? Sure, and you got to remember back then, this was like when the new waves were coming through, you know, because then you had your originals, your Motley Crue, your Cinderella's, guys like that. And then you had, you know, like I said, we, we need more bands like this. Go find us more. All right. And here's these guys that, you know, came from the same place. Cinderella were very mm -hmm. similar to Cinderella in look and in sound. Yeah. You know, but, but not still that that's a bad thing. came out. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you could you could emulate a lot worse bands. The only thing that sucks is, you know, they, they had good material on the, the first two albums and then Dean Davidson leaves the band. But even at that, that uh, album, that Bite Down Hard, yeah. that they came out with after he left, it's got Zach Wilde does some work on I've it. I've never heard that album. It's, it's, you really owe it mm. to yourself to check that one out, because I think that way got overlooked because Dean Davidson left the oh, band. Oh, yeah. Everybody was like, that was the And guy. figured that was the end of it, yeah. but then they got a different dude, and that album's really good in its own right. Well, he went on to do Black Eyed Susan, which was good stuff, too. Yeah, I never checked any of that I out. I had that. Um, but uh, this, this is from the second album, Boys in Heat. And it debuted at 79 on Billboard, um, released in December of 1989. So we're at the very end of the hair metal era. Yeah. And uh, this is a cool song. This is Britney Fox with a song called Angel in My Heart.
So you can clearly hear the influence on grunge music that would come later. <laughs> That's when Britney Fox went grunge, huh? You know I'm sick <laughs> if I'm making that kind of claim. Yeah, no kidding. Smells like Britney Fox. Uh, yeah, that I like the song though. I like the I like that era of rock. It's pretty mean, good, you know. They always kind of had a bad, you know, bad jive because they they were kind of Cinderella, you know, in clones. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah. I'll go ahead and say, yeah, clones. You're sick. You ain't afraid to say it. It's still um, a cool song, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but they had some pretty cool stuff in their own right, and that's not bad there at all. Oh, I like it. So what do you got next? Oh man, you, you're over there. You're looking like hell. You're feeling like hell. I feel like I picked a bad day to do this, but it's once again time for me to play one of my favorite games. Let's make Chris like Gilby Clark. It's one of my favorite games. You're over there looking like hell. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it today. <laughs> oh jeez. But here's the deal. Just just hear me out on this. You know, obviously we all know Gilby Clark is well most well known for his three year stint in Guns N' Roses as a replacement for Izzy Stradlin. Yeah. That's about as far as most people go with the guy. Poor guy. Gilby Stradlin. You know? No. What actually is the deal <laughs> is that Gilby Clark was around for a long time before Guns N' Roses and did a bunch of cool stuff after Guns N' Roses, other than that little three years he spent in the band. You you got me into the the pawn shop guitars album. That's a really good album. I do like that one. So I just want to give you a quick rundown, just like the condensed version of the history of Gilby Clark right here, and then I'm going to give you something to once again try to sway you over to make you understand how awesome Gilby Clark is as a solo artist. You guys don't know, Aaron Camaro is the president of the Gilby Clark fan club. It's kind of become that way, but it's just my obsession now. I must turn you on, turn you into a, a Gilby Clark fan. So, you know, like you said, for three years he was in Guns N' Roses, but before that, back in 85, he was in a band called Candy. They were like a pop rock band. You're over there yawning already. This ain't even... I'm sick, man. Give me a break. Jeez. Candy opened up for Corey Hart and Rick Springfield. Pay attention. That's a okay. That's a good thing. I you guess. know. So they started out. They were like a real pop rock band. So Gilly Clark leaves that band and wants to form something heavier. So he forms Kill for Thrills, yeah. which I don't know. A lot of people probably haven't heard those albums. We played something off there. Yeah, they're freaking awesome, man. Um, in that band with him was Jason Nesmith, son of Michael Nesmith from really? the Monkees. Yep, and also Todd Muskett from uh, the uh, brother of Brent <laughs> from Faster Pussycat. Huh. And uh, they released the commercial suicide EP and Dynamite from Nightmareland. Find that. Listen to it. It's awesome. Uh-huh. So then he's doing Kill for Thrills. And then 90, 1991, it's announced that Izzy Stradlin's leaving Guns N' Roses. And Gilby Clark is scooped out of his band and put into GNR. So he's there for the Use Your Illusion tour. Of course, along with that, he's on those live concert videos that right. came out back then. And uh, the live era CDs, the live album. And he plays on the Spaghetti Incident album. Yep. But as soon as the tour ends in 1993, Axl Rose wishes Gilby the very best in his future endeavors. Oh, really? Without consulting the rest of the band, that becomes kind of a... He just a, suddenly a, said, you're gone. Yeah, that's it. It's over. You know, I hope you enjoyed your last show. See ya. Good old Axl. You know, but for some... Here's what's weird, though, because then right after that, for some reason, in 1994, GNR goes right back to work on Gilby Clark's first solo album, Pawn Shop Guitars. All right. So you got Pawn Shop Guitars on there is Slash, Duff, Sorum, Dizzy, and even Axl Rose contributes to that album. Huh. So why would it be like they're breaking up, but yet, what do we do now? Well, let's go work on the guy that I just fired as a solo album. Maybe they How felt, does that work? Maybe, maybe he cried and they felt guilty about it. Something. I doubt that. They probably, I mean, why would these guys go work with him on his solo album a, if, if he wasn't awesome? He had a big stash of heroin? Um... No, I, I don't think That's so. That's a joke, folks. 
So then, okay, so then from there, figure this. So so they're done with the Gilby Clark solo album. So where do they go from there? Slash, Gilby, Sorum, and Dizzy. Then move on to the recording of It's 5 O'Clock Somewhere with Mike Inez from Ozzy and Allison Chains on bass and Eric Dover on vocals. I've never heard of any of this. You're a liar. What? You, slash Snake Pit. Oh, okay. I... I I thought you called. You are out of it. I you, am. I, I thought you were talking about the, a band called "It's Five O'clock Somewhere." I'm. My brain isn't working. I picked the wrong day for this. Yeah. So then, <laughs> since then, okay, I'll wrap it up. Since then, Gilby Clark's released four full-length studio albums. He's formed the band Colonel Parker with Slim Jim Phantom from the Stray Cats. Huh. He's toured as a member of Heart and of a member as a member of the MC5. Wow. When they reunited and went on tour, he produced an L.A. Guns album and even starred in Rockstar Supernova. You remember that awesome TV show, don't you? CBS 2005. That's, yeah, that's where I got my joke from. <laughs> Tommy Lee, Jason Newstead, it's a show Bush where, Walker. It's a show where three musical legends and Gilby Clark try to form a band. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. They were calling all four of them musical legends. Now, the only three of them, you could actually even come close to making that statement. Well, Gilby Clark was not a musical legend. I, w- I wouldn't call him a musical legend. A good guitar player, right? Yeah, great songwriter, good guitar player. Yeah. But you know, it's it's a TV show. They're it just irritated. It, it it wasn't even his fault. It was the whoever decided right. to write that write it that way. Exactly. They're trying like, to give me a break. Anybody that knew better, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's awesome. He's done a lot of great things. I wouldn't call him, you know, the next Keith Richards or no. But know, it's also on the, the level of like Tommy Lee, Motley Crue. We're talking Motley Crue, Metallica. You yeah, know? it's also the project that sprung forth with Lucas Rossi. Well, yeah, and I'll never forgive them for that that's, shit. Yeah, that's crazy how that works. Luke Rossi wins and somehow the fans lose. I saw him at the Queensryche show last year. Really? Yeah, he lives here. Really? Everyone fucking lives here. It's well, crazy. I guess. But yeah, I saw him and... Uh, I just could never understand Billy Hardaway was with me and he was I like... I thought you were going to say he was with him. No, he was with <laughs> me. And we're like, hey, there's Lucas Rossi and Billy's like, you want to go talk to him? Like, no, <laughs> we didn't. Uh, Billy was going to say, hey, should we go kick his ass? No, Billy, don't kick his ass. I think we were both ass. in agreement that he sucks. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. you look at the concept of that, of these you know, great musicians come together. They got a singer that's you know, doesn't really <laughs> fit the band, but none of them really fit the band. That Delana, she didn't fit the band. No, you know, and they go out into the studio and you figure, okay, well, these three guys that are so kick-ass together are going to be able to pull this off somehow. The album comes out, it sucks, man. I was so disappointed was with good. it, so disappointed. But wow, uh, we're having a full-on yeah, uh, from discussion. There, okay, well, from there, Gilby Clark goes on. He he does the Guns N' Roses Hall of Fame for, uh, performance. Yeah. No Axel, but he's there with Slash and Duff and it Adler, cool. Sorum and Miles Kennedy singing in 2012. And even though Gilby Clark wasn't inducted as a member of Guns N' Roses, he never once bitched about it. No, and by all accounts that I've heard, he's a good, good guy. Well, so, there you go. Yeah. So to once again try to get you to like Gilby Clark, I offer you this. From his solo album in 2002, the album's called Swag. The song's called Alien. Here's Gilby Clark. Can't watch my television. Ain't enough science fiction. I'm scuzzy out of my head. The static's definite All wired up for the end Am I on top of the world? I'm crashing down on you 
swaying me a little bit okay we're getting there we're getting closer he, he needs to put out his own line of action figures and condoms and then i'll i'll be on board and m&ms and, and caskets M&Ms and, and toilet cask- paper oh, yeah, let's not go condoms. crazy now gilby clark condoms yeah hello gilby instead of hello kitty <laughs> oh my no no <laughs> <laughs> no it's not bad it's, it's it's more fun to continue the joke and say i hated it but i'm not going to well it's more fun to have an excuse to keep playing gilly yeah, clark to try to sway you over to the rock I'm and getting, roll side. i'm getting there i'm getting there all right cool good deal yeah i don't hate him he's still not a musical legend though no but um okay so you know and this is a, the next song is a tie-in to last week's rocktoberfest episode because, of course, you know, a lot of people said, you know, can't believe you didn't play this and that. And this yeah, and that. that happens every time. And we, Which, it, that's it happens it to us, too. As soon as we turn in our list, I say, well, I should have maybe yeah. could have done. No, I mean, right. I wanted to play Bonfire and I missed out on yeah, that. I was going to play Sword and Stone. I was going <laughs> to play Primal Fear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but uh, this is one band that at least three people came back and said, hey, you should play this. And um, at least we discussed them. Yeah, we did. Um, and played them in various forms. In various forms. Yeah. This is a band, a newer band called Unisonic, and uh, I'm not a big fan of that name, but it's but they're a German rock metal band. Um, the main thing, the main drawing thing for them is it features Michael Kiske on vocals and Kai Hansen. The on, godfather of power metal. Yeah, both from Halloween. Yeah. So you've got real credentials here for this band. I had read that Unisonic had toured with Halloween. How strange. A double duty, maybe? I don't well, know. Be like, well, like I said, well, they'd be like Peter, Chris, and Ace Frehley forming a band and then going on tour with Kiss. It'd be strange. I'd buy a ticket. I would, too. So I guess that worked for those guys. Yeah, this is the first full studio collaboration between Kiski and Hanson since uh, Halloween's Keeper of the Seven Keys Parts 1 and 2. Awesome albums. So, you know, go back a ways. And they're currently touring with Ed Guy. That's cool. Let's I mean, go. How Get awesome some, would When that are they be? coming to Nashville? Let's go right now. Uh, you got to buy a plane ticket to go see that. Oh, man. Never play, never play the States, hardly. 
So this, I saw, I felt, I checked a few songs. There was a lot of songs that I, of theirs I wanted to play, but this one kind of stuck out for me. This is Unisonic with a song called "For the Kingdom." <laughs> Like I 
like it. I like it a lot. Some German power metal. Heck yeah. See, what is it going on? See, all this time I thought I didn't really like power metal. Like the power metal bands I heard I didn't like. But right. since we did Rocktoberfest, it's like I like power metal. So is it maybe just for me, is it just German power metal? Mm-hmm. Like, like if you're a power metal band from Switzerland or Denmark or the UK, it's, it's no good. But if you're German power metal, it's all right. I think one of our contributors, I think it was Louie, the one of the contributors to the donation fund today, said something like, he said something, actually, hang on a second, I'll look it up. We're, we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants today. It's all right. It's Radio Sucks Radio He said, show. Um, this is for finally getting around to playing some European hard rock and metal. I greatly enjoy your podcast, and I am great, greatly appreciate all the hard work you put in to entertain me for free. More to come after you do your Scandinavian melodic rock episode. Okay. So we have to, we have to do another themed episode. We talked about doing something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's coming. I'll have to that's look up coming. the Scandinavian ones, but yeah, we'll have to do that. So you know, we'll start looking more into Europe than we Heck have yeah. before. So. I like it a lot. So and some of you stuff. guys are yelling at your iPod, going, "Finally!" Well, yeah, and then there was some, of course, some people last week that were bitching and said, "You know, how can you do Rocktoberfest without Rammstein?" Yeah, but you know, yeah, you know what? I'll take Unisonic over Rammstein. Yeah, any I will day. too. I, you know, any day. I like some of the Rammstein stuff, but it was just like, ah, eh, I couldn't resist doing the Doro track. Yeah, that, no that's way. That's what beat that's it out for cool. me. All right, so you got the next. All one. right, so we're still doing the Radio Sucks Radio Show. We're playing songs that you're not hearing on your local rock radio stations. Why? Because they're controlled <laughs> by corporate entities that give them a list, and they say these are the songs that you must play right. because these are the new bands that we're trying to make money off of. We here at the Decibel Geek Podcast, other than our donations and selling a few T-shirts and people going through the Amazon link on our website, we ain't making no money. So no. therefore, we play what we want. That's a beautiful thing, though, you yeah. know, to have the freedom to play the kick-ass rock and roll that these people deserve to hear. So it wasn't too long ago that I got some really, really good news. It's been announced that Faith No More is going to release their first new album in over 18 years. Wow. Has it been 18 years? Yeah, I guess it has. That's crazy. It doesn't seem like it. So Faith No More, they reunited in 2009, which was exciting as hell, but they were just doing some live concerts and things, and uh, they they just... Oh, yeah, okay, they haven't played... <laughs> we are flying by the seat of our yeah, pants today. Um, they, the, the last show they played was in 1998, so 2009, you know, that's like 11 years right. since the last time they played, and they reunited, you know, and so I'm really excited about this new Faith No More album coming out. It's been a long time. Faith No More was a band that I always dug a lot. I remember when Faith No More came out and there was like the grunge scene was kind of coming up and everything, but these guys were so much different from everything else out there, but still they kicked ass and they were a good rock band, but they were different and new and their own kind of, they almost have their own genre of music, but I don't know what to call it. I don't either. That's a good thing, I think. Just call it Faith No More. So, I got one for you. Some Faith No More from their final album. Well, it used to be, could have been their final album. And it features the same lineup they have right here today. So, from 1997's Album of the Year, here's Faith No More with Ashes to Ashes.
That's pretty awesome. You can't go wrong yeah. with Faith No More. I'm really excited to, that they're back and going to record some new music. Should be cool. Were you a big Faith No More fan? I liked them. Um, I wasn't going to say I was a huge fan. I, I had the Angel Dust album, and I was, yeah, I was really big into one. that one. And I love their cover of Easy. Yeah. It's just, it's just a cool track. That's kind of become over the years like their biggest hit single, yeah, even though it have. wasn't even like a single release at the time. No. And I love the song they did for the Bill and Ted 2 soundtrack. Yeah. That's an amazing song. Yeah. So that's the kind of, that's that's one thing I'm kind of torn on because, it, I mean, it's been a good, good many years yeah. since Big Jim Martin left the band, you know, and Jim Martin's known as the guy with the long curly hair and the red rim glasses and all that, you know, a really great guitar player. And, you know, I... I, I'm happy that they're back. Yeah. I'm happy that they're putting out bit new music, but I, I still miss that guy because yeah. he brought more of like a, a hard rock sensibility to the guitar. He right. had that good distortion to every single song. I think he's a pumpkin farmer now, or at I least read he was. That. Yeah, yeah, like a competition, like yeah. growing the big the big ones. All right. The bad boys. Well, I don't he's busy this time of year, October, yeah, I guess growing so. some giant pumpkins. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, you know, get in, make your money, go live the good life and kick back and relax. But yeah. Faith No More, you know, they got that, that lineup that they ended with back in 1997 is back and got that new album almost together. It's supposed to be coming out in early next year. Yeah. I'm stoked. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so I've got one more pick to go. And, uh, yeah, this is a band that uh, actually Chad Lee turned us on to. Um, Chad Lee told us about it. Yeah, and, and a few uh, other people have, too. Yeah, Nick Catanese mentioned them. Yeah, and so, like, they're kind of a, they're making waves now. They're the talk of a lot of people these if days. Chad Lee says it's cool. It's got to be cool. So it's a band called Crowbot. I trust that guy. And um, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's a podcast. It's all right. Uh, they're called Cro Crowbot. They're formed in 2011 in Pottsville, Pennsylvania, which is where Yingling Beer is brewed. Um, signed to Wind Up Records, and um, this is a this is off an album that's going to come out later this month called Something Supernatural. And uh, they've got a, I have to say, they have a bit of a hipster type look to them, but they kick ass. Okay, I mean, they really like got they got the beards and the old school clothing and everything. And I've been meaning to check these guys out today, right here on the Radio Sucks Radio Show. I'll get the chance as well as everybody else. So here's your chance. This is Crowbot with Legend of the Spaceborn Killer. <laughs>
verdict? I think it's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. It's got that, you know, what did they call that? Stoner metal? Stoner, doom metal? Stoner kinda, metal, yeah. It's got that Sabbathy kind of clutch, kind of... Orange Goblin. Orange Goblin. A little bit of Rush mixed in there, I think. Yeah. yeah. Old, kind of an old throwback type sound. That's why everybody's been digging it. You know, they've been telling us about it, and now yeah. we know. So, yeah. Let us know what you think of Crowbot. Heck, yeah. Email. So that's my last pick for the show. All right. And, you know, while you're letting us know what you think about Crowbot, you know, sometimes you want to get on online, you want to purchase some music. You know, we're, we're turning you on to all kinds of cool stuff today. You know, we, Unisonic, Faith No More, Crowbot, Gilby Clark, all the great bands that we've played today. You know, musical um, legends. Musical legends right here on the Despo Geek Podcast. But uh, when you're buying these albums, because, of course, obviously we're doing this for a reason. We want to support these artists because if we don't support these artists, then they go away. And when they go away, there's no more rock and roll. And then life sucks and we all kill ourselves. And, you know, it could get bad. It could get real bad real fast. So we support these artists so the rock and roll don't go away. The best way to do that, well, if you're going on iTunes, because I know a lot of people like to get the digital downloads, right. you know, if you're doing that, take the time to swing by the Decibel Geek podcast page there on, on iTunes and leave us a good review. Please. That, that means hey, a lot to us. We haven't had a review in a long time. Come Has on. It's been a while. And a lot more of you listen to the show than, actually, than the, the, the amount of reviews that are on there. So please. <laughs> Just go on iTunes and give us a review. So, like, the listenership number is up here, and yeah. the, the iTunes reviews way is way here. down here. <laughs> like, we have, uh, I think we oh, have a little, a little over 100, and that's good, but there's a lot more of y'all than 100 that listen to the show. So, yeah. come on, get on there and help us out. The reviews that are on there are really good. I love to read I'm them. I just welcome a bunch of people going on there. These guys fucking suck. A bunch of assholes yeah. always trying to get us to leave iTunes reviews. One dude's got noses all stopped up, and he's <laughs> sick on the mic and everything. And fuck these guys. Trying to get the other guy sick. What kind of show is this? I know, it's an Ebola hour. What the hell? Oh, man. Terrible. Yeah. So if you're not going to iTunes, then that tells me you're going to Amazon.com. So if you're going to Amazon.com, the best way to get there is to go through the Decibel Geek website. You go to the website, there's going to be a little link there. You're going to be distracted because there's a bunch of kick-ass articles written by a bunch of people from all over the world yeah. that have a great perspective on what's going on in rock and roll right here in 2014. The best way to keep up with that, well, you're already there. It's the Decibel Geek website. So while you're there... Hold off for a minute. You can go back and read those articles. They're going to be there when you get back. What you need to do is hit that, that Amazon link right there. Go to Amazon. Buy whatever you're going to buy. Buy the Gilby Clark album. Buy all of them. I'm telling you, they're buy good. All. Find that kill for thrills. Yeah. That's what you need to do. Buy Gilby Clark a new guitar. Get some Unisonic. Yeah. Why does he get, need a new guitar? Because it costs a lot of money and we'll get a bigger kickback. Oh, there you go. I'm not making fun of his financial state. Oh, I thought you said buy one. I meant buy one for him. Yeah, that's what I meant. Oh. Buy a guitar and give it to Gilby Clark. And then get yourself one, too. Yeah, and then buy yourself one. Buy me a guitar. Buy buy everybody a guitar that you know. Buy a yacht. Buy a boat. Buy a truck. Buy an buy aircraft a... carrier. <laughs> There's got to be one on Amazon. There's every other thing on there. All of a sudden, it'd be like, whoa, we're good to go for the next year. All the episodes are paid for. Instead, yeah. of, instead of creeping up on the deadline, it's like, uh-oh, we're getting close. There may not be any more Decibel Geek podcast, but you can support the show and make sure that we never get to that date. We've come close. Yeah, we have. We've come real close to, to the point where we say we, we've done this for so many years, you know, three years now, it seems like. Yeah, going on four. Going on four. And we've always provided it for free. And we've always done everything we could do to, to you know, kick in our own money and, you know, sell T-shirts and do whatever we could do to, to earn the money to keep this show going for free. 
and it's come really, really close here lately where there may not be any more Decibel Geek podcast, but we hang on. And through the donations of like the people that we mentioned earlier in the show that made the <laughs> donations to the show and people buying the T-shirts and going through the Amazon link and you know, even 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 I leaving iTunes reviews. Maybe yeah. someday somebody will read that review and be like, "I need to pay these guys." That keep it keeps us uh, inspired to keep going. That's right, and it keeps the torch burning yeah. right here in the studio, so that we can do this week after week. So we, we do what the killer dwarfs tell us. We keep the spirit alive. We damn sure do. I want to give the I'm sure they're plug. and they're proud of us for it too. Uh, yeah, I love, know it. Love those guys. So before we wrap things up today, I think it's time to make a pretty big announcement. You know, we started something a while back called Albums Unleashed. And the idea behind it was to be able to sit down with somebody on a particular album that we really enjoyed or really in thought that the people needed to hear about and learn more about. And we we did that with Dick Wagner for the Dot Eye album. Yeah. As amazing as that was, you know, and it was right before Dick Wagner passed away, so yeah. it made it that much more special. Yeah. And basically the Albums Unleashed thing was created for Dick Wagner. So it, yeah, it kind of was it, it, yeah. going going forward. If we're to do this again, it should always be as remembered as a memorial to Dick Wagner. Every time we do a, a albums unleashed episode, and boy oh boy, do we have an albums unleashed episode lined up for you? It's going to be a two parter. It's it's it was so such good. a long interview, and it's, there was there's so much good stuff you can't even cut it out. When we sat down and talked about doing Albums Unleashed and we kind of created it for Dick Wagner, then we looked at it as, you know, what other albums would we really, really like to do and how could we have the opportunity to do so? And I know I've got a list of like five that would just, I would love to be able to do and I know you probably got a list yourself of, oh, yeah. of like dream ones and, and this was one that is both on of both our of our lists yeah. that we would have loved to sit down and do this album's unleash and we had the opportunity to do it yeah. and we spent about three hours three with hours. with john karabi right and we talked about the 1994 motley crew album right and so therefore that's what you're going to have coming up the next two weeks yep is an exclusive with john karabi going in depth and personal about that album yeah I mean, blew my mind stu- how yeah. how in depth and personal well, yeah, we really got. I've Aaron and I both are huge fans of that album, as we know kinda, a lot of you are and too. Kind of thought I knew everything there was, and I figured it'd be a lot of rehash of stories I'd already heard from the dirt and whatnot. Uh-uh. There's a lot of stuff that he said that I'd never heard before. Uh-huh. So I, I'm excited to share it with you guys. Me too, yeah. and it was an amazing experience. We, you know. You got to thank Dave, you know, Dave, yeah, Stone, Dave Stone for it. helping us. Set. Well, how cool is that guy? Super cool guy. And we're like, after John was done with us, we sat around with him and talked rock and metal. And I mean, he's a listener of the show. That's how this all got hooked up. Was, right. He's liked the show for a long time. And he hangs out with John Karabi all the time. Yeah. And was like, and I've been trying to get this hat lined up for years now literally this really has been i mean because three years like we said john karabi lives in nashville we're here just outside of nashville and you know we do a lot of stuff in we we do a lot of stuff within the community here in nashville mostly drink beers and listen to rock and roll but it's within the community stuff for probation and stuff (laughs) picking up trash on the side of the road and all that stuff no we're not but no we've We've had near misses with John over the years, and then earlier this year, I went and saw him play at a, at a club called the Mercy Lounge. And, yeah, and I it was awesome. I got to talk to him backstage, and I was just I just threw it out there. I said, you know, 
you got to come on our show. And he's like, yeah, I know. And we kind of had a good laugh about it because every time I see him, like, you got to do our show. Yeah, I know. Right. Um, but then uh, I said, well, what about what if we do just to talk about the Motley 94 album instead of a whole career thing? Because you've done a lot of those. Right. And I'm thinking I'm waiting for him to go Oh Fuck you. I don't want to talk about that. But he's like, no, nah, it sounds fine. Let's do it. He's like, it's a 20 year anniversary. Why not? Heck yeah. Yeah. I, the day I talked to him was the actual 20 year anniversary of that album. Release. That's right. We were there that night. Yeah. yeah they had, yeah. You had the whole band together. It was the electric version. Played a bunch of songs Great off show. that album. Yeah. A bunch of Union and a bunch of Scream. It, it was, was fun. Yeah. It was really awesome. So John yeah. Karabi's out there now here and there in your towns. You know, keep track of him because he, he'll pop up in your town. He might he might have his acoustic guitar. He might have his whole band with him. Either way, you got to check him out and yeah. see him live. So wait. So next week, yeah, yeah, you're in. You guys for it. are in for it next All week. Right, oh so man, so awesome. Some of the my favorite stuff that we've ever done interview wise. Very yeah. cool. So 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 I figure the best way to end the show this week on the Radio Sucks Radio Show. Here's something that if your local radio station is playing this, you are a very lucky person and you have a very cool local radio station. Mine's not, and they should. And I'm guessing nine times out of ten, yours isn't either, and they should. So wrapping up the show today, we're going to be spending a lot of time with this guy the next two weeks, and you are going to love it. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. So wrapping things up today on the Decibel Geek Podcast, Radio Sucks Radio Show. What volume is it? 19. 19? Holy shit. We're going to close things out today from 2012's Unplugged album. You got to check out the, the groove and the way he's made this fit into an acoustic format because it is amazing. Here's John Karabi with Hooligans Holiday. And all three of us, I guess, we'll see you next week. Yeah, see you next week.
the pie.